Welcome to Colney Talk Podcast. Hello, everybody. Hope you're doing well. You're listening to Colney Talk Podcast, a bite-sized show. I'm your host, Alex. First-time guest, thank you for joining and welcome. And to my returning listeners, always glad to have you back. On this bite-sized show, I talk a little bit about Arsenal game, and then I pick out my top three Arsenal players who I think were great in the game. And one player I consider the other guy who just had a poor game or not good enough. Now, that's how you respond when you go through a tough spell. Arsenal handed Chelsea like the league leaders that they are. Well, not this moment. But they've redeemed themselves with this victory. A must-needed win and more importantly, a jolt of new blood and freshness to the starting lineup. Drossard, Jorginho, Kivyar got the nod to start the game. A welcome change, I would say, sending a message to the entire team. No no position is permanent. At the kickoff, I saw the intensity and the team moved to gain possession and quickly countered to really handle themselves and put a lot of their stamp early. As usual, in the start of the game, quick chances, quick starts, you have an early attempt. Those were the few situations that were happening, but quickly... It became an early move for both teams to hold possession. You know, Chelsea did try to create something in the early minutes as well between the two. Xhaka immediately played some smart football, created a lot of pressure to claim the ball, pass it to Odegaard to really push it upfield instantly. Those are the kind of passes that are threaded towards a goal. And that push ended up with an empty Arsenal player to do something with Ben White's cross. And this is very early in the game. Arsenal passing opened up on our first chance by Xhaka from a loose header back to the keeper. You know, he just had to really get finish it off. And in this game, there's so many chances that Xhaka had, but he just couldn't find his feet. And you're probably going to hear me talk about that. He had a decent touch, but was just not strong enough to slide the pass. Kepa in time. It continued with an even game. As I said, Chelsea, they came with some energy early on. And both teams really tried to get some of their presence to gain the ball and create their own tactics to to impose themselves and move beyond their own half. I guess you could say there was a lot of caution from either team, seeing how they had come from previous games that were not very good results for them. But Arsenal looked more determined, as you would come to imagine. They're playing at home. I mean, you're playing in front of the fans, so there's so much expectations and knowing the kind of form that Chelsea is in right now, I mean, it should be more than a given. No no disrespect, but that's just exactly the way it is. But then the game battle continued where each side would have a fair control of the ball, and this was, again, between the first 10 minutes of the half. That gradually tilted Arsenal's way when they gained a stronger momentum and a hold and the pressure to keep the ball and block off Chelsea's build-up in any way. And so... The stiffening on Chelsea's defense started. Steady passes to close out to close into the box. Instinctive interceptions by Kivior and Jorginho from bad passes. Timely crosses, forcing corner kick, quick start. And Kepa again just not settled by Saka's header. And this was how we really started to create things and impose ourselves. Then Chelsea got a breather, keeping the ball to reset, but unable to coordinate that passing out of their own half. Closing them down, very intense pressing, limiting any form of penetration. 
that's Arsenal setting setting the tone defensively off the ball, pressing them into a much more singular ball arc. Chelsea, they got a slight chance to break out of their their half, but Arsenal we managed to contain it because they just didn't really get so much of their chemistry going when they got the ball. And when we regained it, we removed it right back into their own half. But this time, the difference, we had very few brilliant passes. And that's how we got our first goal into the game. As I said, Xhaka was just doing very good things. And, you know, this threaded passes with that would either start with Zinchenko or Jorginho to Trussard. He would interchange between himself and Trussard or Jesus and pass it or get Odegaard involved. And this was creating some sort of a decoy between the three of them. And it, it, it really put a lot of confusion for Chelsea. And that speaks to the brilliance of how they were moving the, the ball. I would just really describe this as one of the very intelligent goals I've seen this season. It's not about it being flashy, but it was just some particular things that they had to do where the way that would, they would assume the, that they would cover as far as Chelsea's defense goes, but then someone just makes a slight move and there's so much open op- opening that happens. And, you know, Odegaard was the beneficiary for that. It was such a good goal. Odegaard, he really ensured that his, you know, that his timing on that ball created that powerful shot in the top corner. And it was a good boost for the players to move up to another gear. And within two to three minutes, interval you would see Xhaka and Odegaard specifically pressing harder than any other players that I saw and it was consistent since the kickoff. Chelsea they held on to the ball for a little bit you know and then they really got they had they really got a good opening chance to score. Ben Chirwell got past Saka to shoot and then super you know Ramsdale again with such an unbelievable save. That was certainly a goal saving dive. He had no right to save that ball, and he did. Again, this is elite-level goalkeeping, no doubt. Chelsea switched to long balls this time when we started really blocking things out for them. That's how they got the chance to go into Arsenal's final third, especially on the left side. Zinchenko, you really had a good challenge against uh, Madroke's quick movements, and I think we saw a few of those battles when when they started because we know how very fa- how fast he is. Earlier on, we're not. I wasn't really worried about that. And Chelsea, they had another moment within our box, but Arsenal, we managed to defend well, get the ball out of dangerous areas. Within the within the same moment, the boys engineered the second goal, the replica of what the first goal was. It was such an outstanding goal. And if you go back and see the highlights, and sort of look at it frame by frame, you would think you were watching the first goal as a replay, but no. It was a second goal by Odegaard. Everything the same. The only difference was celebration. <laughs> there was that, and, and that was just really, again, brilliant, intelligence, threaded passes, few touches, by the way, that would just create very good goal opportunities, and they took the chances within the box, fewer touches. I've said this previously in the pod where the fewer touches you get, I know it's not, I know it's not just as easy as I'm saying it, but... The fewer touches these players get and shoot, the more chances we get of it going to the net. So these were precision shots, determined shots that they were going to take. And that's what I liked about it. There was one thing, however, that I noticed when the players huddled. 
I could see Ben White repeating to the team, get ready, get ready. We all remember twice now where we were leading 2-0 and we either lost it or just didn't gain control and maybe took our foot off the gas. So I like that he was really giving that message and it was very good for everyone to see and the awareness that they had. Surely they should, they would have that anyway, given how much they repeated this mistake in the past. But it's good for them to communicate with each other, learn from the past mistakes and move on. So I like that. Then Arsenal players, they took it to another gear. Line breaking passes, quick into the edge of the box, crossing in, nobody there. Game ball back, one touch pass, another cross. Xhaka, where's your feet? Oh, never mind. Jesus is there to clean up. Goal, a third one, three nil. Absolute clobbering. Like the, the gun is all over Chelsea. And if you didn't hear it by now, Arsenal's dominance was in fifth gear. They had your rhythm established. Jorginho was in excellent control. I mean, I like the way he commandeered the midfield where he knew how to instigate the pressure of maintaining that same possession from attacking for Arsenal and the directions of how he would trigger another sequence of attacking, you know, um, movement for Arsenal. And this was brilliant. He has his shortcomings, no doubt. But this was what we needed, like some really intricate, experienced play movement that would keep us in on the front foot. Even after we scored the third goal, we just did not stop. We did not relent at all. This wasn't like a slow down game, although we do have quite a few slow build up in our passes than we usually did not do earlier in the game in the season. So again, we had a lot of that fire. You know, when we lost the ball in a very bad area, it was cleared out, thankfully. We had a couple of those moments when Chelsea got their own break. And we had a few more attempts to build up something to score a goal. Chelsea had theirs, but theirs was really flat. And that was it pretty much for the first half. We started pretty well, and we continued that going into the second half. Almost We, we almost had a fourth goal from a corner kick. It was a goal-line clearance by Thiago Silva. So, again, credit to how the team kept pushing for more goals. And yet, that didn't slow us down. We had another attempt by Xhaka. Not with his best alignment, as I said, to point it in. So he, again, the, the third goal was his to, to shoot. But then Jesus was there to clean up. Now in the same situation, he had it right in front of him. But he, he didn't have his full alignment to point it in. But I, I would say I applaud his attacking influence so far. It's his passes. It's his penetration and position within the box that threads those passes to Odegaard or, or Saka or any other or maybe Jesus to really, you know, close it out for, for a goal. So he did a lot of that. He caused a lot of damage for Chelsea in the box. And I like that so much from him and how he has transformed his influence, not just on defense, but, you know, a lot more expectation that we see now from him in the attack. Wave after wave, Arsenal did not let off. We just clearly were pushing for that fourth goal. Saka's shot that he had really bent for you know a bit wide out and that's okay but it got fans on, on their feet and you know there was so much to enjoy for him seeing that chance had come in there was so much fire as I said Arsenal just really wanted to do a lot they re this was the redemption game where we, we've called for that third fourth goal that felt like it was the second goal and they were really trying to make that happen Yes, it is Chelsea's poor form, 
but it didn't matter. Even if it was another team that we're playing, we would have won- we would have done exactly the same thing because it meant a lot for the team to gain their identity in front of the fans after the poor game against Man City. Saka dribbling past players, carrying the ball, and Odegaard doing one-touch passes to Jesus, and now Martinelli was scary good. If Chelsea's form was bad, it looked much worse with how they were handled. That would probably be the easiest conclusion that I would give. However, that wouldn't be true because Arsenal's work rate up to this point was twice that of Chelsea. But they caught a break when Saka slipped and missed his shot kick. And I think it was Conte that broke quickly and it was 3v2 on defending for Arsenal. A better team would have scored that. Thankfully, a lot of red shirts were all around to cover. But they managed to reset and we literally gave them a goal. I mean, I couldn't understand Zinchenko's poor marking there. Just non-existent marking him to allow Madrid K just go past him. And it was definitely just time to switch things up. Maybe we needed a few fresh legs for defending because Chelsea seemed like they were trying to grow into this game somewhat as far as their attacking goes because they made some changes as well. They had a bit of energy to drive into our box but they were unable to take a shot. A better team would have had some more shots on target because some of those passes did come through, but they just didn't have someone to, to, to take that final you know shot to close it in. And again, I like that situation for us because it definitely favored how we kept pressing and, and imposing ourselves. You know for Chelsea, they, they tried to do a lot of things in our, in our own third. We were able to close down fast. And defending that would be what you consider reactive defending where there are a lot of attacking going on and instead of being much more proactive to prevent these kinds of situations and it's now more reactive that you're talking about tired legs and this was all towards 10 minutes of you know game time we you know but then all through that too i was worried about big gabby going down he did go down about three times so this shows how much we are in in dire need of a depth and Kivior was starting and he would have been the instant replacement but we did have Rob Holden but and he eventually did come in but just seeing him go down that much was quite a worry I really hope it's not that serious because that player he is a warrior big Gabby he'd done a lot you know defending and we need him steady and present for the rest of the games that we have and from there it was all about game management Chelsea tried to get some more excitement in creating an attack, but that just couldn't hold. Arsenal, we kept on defending. We did that until full time. So it was a great game. And more importantly, three points on the board. So straight to my top three players. First player, Captain Odegaard. Started with a very high gear in the game. More than anyone, pressed a lot, passed the ball and moved really well. He was very instinctive and direct when he was in the box, surgically focused in his position within the box and how he would or how he kept evading defenders. He really would have gotten the chance of score, securing a hat-trick, but we can at least ab- applaud his brace in this game. He ran himself in every sense of th- the way all over the field and also defended, so that was very good. He just did a lot to redeem himself, redeem the team, show that we had that fight that we know they already do. So. He spoke with his game today, and that was great. My second player, Xhaka, he was incredible. 
in fact, the only thing that was just missing was his goal. I mean, his interchanging with Troussard and Jesus, effective in his movement, being a decoy, defending as he sensed a threat that Chelsea wanted to build. He was really crucial in the game, as he's always been. The goals didn't come from him. He missed his foot to score, but we, we had Jesus there to clean up for him. The other chances that we he didn't get, that's okay. We won the game. That's all that mattered. But he was able to at least affect it in a way that was really positive. The goals would have come from any other person. Seeing how most of the situations we had would have been three, I mean five or six goals in this game. So I wish he's, he found his feet to score. That would have just been that to me. That's just an icing on his shine in the game. My third and final player, Jesus. His hold-up play and work rate was huge. In terms of how he would just attack, attack. He was more of a team player because he would get chances with the ball and he would you know, either pass it off to Trossard, Odegaard, or Xhaka, but the, that passes were not really timed. And we had several situations where we just lost it in the box and you know, Chelsea were there to, to really clear it out. You know, at least, you know, he was there to beat Johnny on the spot for that goal. He had two open chances to score, as I said. It could have been five or six goals in. He kept pounding Chelsea's defense, and he laid off good passes to Saka and Trussard to keep Chelsea on the back foot, so that was good. His all-around game was top level, so there there is nothing but just commending for for his performance. I will give a special mention to Jorginho, because earlier, as I said, the way he was positioning himself and directing game plan was very, very brilliant. He was my initial pick for a third player, but Jesus deserved it just as equally, and he scored a goal. So I thought, you know, he he would take that nod. My other player today is Zinchenko. He played really well, but it was just more than two mistakes he had in him. He was just very, very low in defending. He had too many. He had a couple of those poor situations in dangerous areas. I mean, for all the good passes that he has and how he contributes in, in in attack, he needs a little bit of more defending for us. I'm not asking for, you know, crazy kind of defending. Yes, this, I guess, this is what you call compromise, but we needed some more from him. I mean, this it is a trade-off, I know, but I'm hoping to see some of these lapses not be the trade-off and, and have it affect the players some way. I would really like for him to step up in his defending for these last four games. A lot of positives and better responses for, from the team's defeat in the past, but this game, the win, really helped turn things around. I know this is definitely going to help us for our next game. The big prayer is to avoid any more injuries as these games come come down. Happy with the win and three points. There is so much to keep the hope alive. Join me in keeping yours. And we stay positive. Nothing should deter you as we continue to cheer on this team. Odegaard, Xhaka, and Jesus make my top three. And Zinchenko, my other player. And with that, folks, I'll leave you here for now. Talk to you all later. Thank you.